Make sure you put your headphones on though. Oh, I have headphones. You do. Ooh, fancy, fancy new place. Now you can hear how why I tell you all the time to get closer to the mic. Can I? Oh shit! I can hear myself. Yeah. I'm gonna be talking a lot more because I love the fucking way my voice sounds. Well, that's Scoot awful up. for everyone involved. Scoot up. The nigga, the mic is right here. Yes, <laughs> Not fucking Jill Scott, bro. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we can we all keep it a buck? Like yeah. I'm gonna be super real in this podcast. I'm not gonna lie to y'all niggas, and I don't want y'all to lie to me. About what? So when we saw uh, Jill Scott trending and it said said Jill Scott leak, how many hours did y'all spend on Twitter trying to find the video? Zero, because I saw it after it started trending and people it had like been debunked. Uh-huh. So I didn't even waste my time with it. Okay, it was unfortunate. Did you look, Christian? Yeah, I did. How many hours? Minutes. <laughs> I didn't find anything worth my worth my time. So, Bruh, I, I was trying to confirm that shit at first. I was like, let me go to media takeout. They never lie. They give you viruses and shit, but they they never lie. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas is like lime wire for adults. I, I mean, that- Jill, Jilly from Philly. You know, she always has a place in my heart. But, but she kind of she kind of let me down. I thought I was gonna get some Pornhub material. I mean, when I saw what she was doing on that microphone back in the day, you know what I'm talking about? Nah, she, yeah. Y'all ain't see that when she was showing how to get fellatio she was, to she, the microphone. She had, that she had she hand swivel. Yeah. Like she was really She was talented with it. Thing. She knew what she was doing. You know, but I'm trying to figure out like, who else used that mic after she went off stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for real, though, man. I know, the, I know the fucking stage and it was mad as fuck. Like, yo, why is there so much spit on this? <laughs> 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 Come out of a birth canal. (laughs) So, hold on. We got to get back to what Dexter was talking about. Because he was just thotting out in Houston. Fucking being a hootie patootie shaking ass and shit. Out in goddamn Houston. Either one of those things. I had a fantastic time in Houston, as always. Um, Many people know I'm trying to move there in the next year. And some change, maybe. Um, But, Hmm. you know, always go out. See my, my club friends that I always see when I'm there. You know, I don't know them except from we ha- we inhabit the same clubs regularly when I go. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You go visit niggas you don't know. You only just go to the clubs with these niggas. No, uh-huh. we meet at the club, and it's oh. always, it's always a surprise. You know, like I walk up, and like you didn't tell us you was gonna be in town because I never have any intention of texting you. You know, like or telling you what what my moves are. Yeah, it just sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a Tinder hookup. Like, uh-huh. yeah, no, fancy seeing you here. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this. Uh, this was my first time. I went to this place called Post. Um, Downtown off Congress Street. Hold on, what's the name of it? Post. Nothing but tall bitches. Yeah. <laughs> no, facts. It, it's it's kind of like <laughs> Dylan Gonzalez. <laughs> it's kind of like White Star Market if White Star was cool, right? Like ah. it was a beautiful spot with like this rooftop um, place where you could eat your food, and it looked over downtown and over the aquarium, and um, it was really really dope. And I went to Axelrad, which is my favorite bar out there, which is like a um, it's an outdoor bar and it's like a hammock park. So you get to sit down and like hammock. There's a hammock park. There's a hammock park. I and they like, this they like project no. stuff on the, there's a building, a white building that is on like the North side of the building. And Sounds so they so have, columnist friendly. it's amazing. It has like project, they project stuff on there. So while you're like laying there drinking, you're watching these cool videos go along and the back, the building that they project on is like a pizzeria. 
And so you can like walk around and go and get pizza and mozzarella sticks and whatnot. Yeah, I'm definitely not taking any woman that I don't care about. <laughs> nah, that's that's like a special spot. Like I really yeah. like you. Yeah. Like, I can only take my wife, but y'all get what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, Houston is <laughs> so you say. I think we forget. We really do forget that Houston is the third or fourth largest city in fourth the country behind Chicago. Fourth, yeah, the fourth largest city in the country, and um, it offers so many things that we are so close to mm-hmm. but we'll never have even outside of new orleans like yeah new orleans is great but new orleans isn't it's people, small it's, it's small, small yeah it's, it's, an interna- it's an international mm-hmm. city but people come there for the new orleans culture houston is an international city that offers everything for everyone's culture and like, you funny. can get you can get into whatever you want to do i never really felt like i have been to houston like mad times being in mm-hmm. baton rouge that's like a hop and a skip for us that's a fucking day trip right yeah. anytime i've been to houston though it feels even like the night spots I done visited, like the food spots that I visited before, like outside of like the Hispanic culture, it doesn't feel like it has like like the culture like New Orleans does. New Orleans to me mm-hmm. is like one of the most beautifully like <clears throat> the most beautiful city, one of the most cultured cities mm-hmm. like Agreed. in all of America. Because you got black culture, mm-hmm. you have Honduran culture, like you have you the food Mardi culture. Indians, yeah. You got Mardi Gras Indians. You have Honduran Indians. culture? Hell yeah. Bro, Kenner and Metter is literally yeah. nicknamed Little Honduras. Yeah. Like it's a fucking huge population of Hondurans yeah. there. Bro, I would I would never notice. You have to tell me more. I don't I don't know anything. Oh, about. Yeah, like bro. only only thing I see in New Orleans is like mad mad Cajuns, mad black people, whether they be Creole. Whatever else, you know. Yeah. Like, they don't know how I, I feel see the about foods, that. but you know, yeah. I feel you know. I was talking about the same thing. I was uh, I was at that, a restaurant on Perkins Row. Mm-hmm. It was a, a loud and obnoxious <clears throat> black man next to me who kind of embarrassed the whole entire black population yeah. that day. But uh, yeah, he was he was just telling me like, yeah, man, like I'm Creole, bro. Like I'm from. Ooh. I'm like I don't know what that is, bro. Like mm-hmm. I thought Creole was a was a language, but I know it's a, people identify as that. So y'all gotta. That, you know who's from Houston. Who? Nathan from Insecure. Oh, yeah, like, bro. We don't care about him, bro. No one cares about that nigga. Team Lawrence. Y'all, care not, about him, bro. y'all not gonna just appreciate the segue? That was a perfect segue. <laughs> it, you pissed us off, nigga. You know what? <laughs> it's, it's a segue into a piece of shit. That's yeah, man. Nathan was that guy, man. Nathan, Nathan was that guy. Y'all got that how guy. the nigga was fucking crazy, bro. He wasn't crazy. I he was, was battling mental illness. Look, There's a difference. There's Look, nothing wrong with that. I was waiting Thank on you. the one like alternate. You know how they always release alternate scenes and mm-hmm. alternate endings to show us this shit. I was waiting for like them to release an alternate version of this argument in which when him and Issa was in the car together, like he punched the shit out. Of him. <laughs> 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 Bitch. <laughs> you tell me you didn't like that nigga no more. <laughs> and Lawrence is nah. Lawrence was it was always Lawrence. Like when you look back at the show, it was always fucking Lawrence. But Lawrence yeah. was the fucking worst and he deserved absolutely no. nothing. Okay, okay, Bro. all right, let's 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 talk about that for a moment. We need to dissect the, the mm-hmm. series in, in relation to Lawrence. Also, everyone, we're talking about the insecure finale, if you haven't yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. I know I know we gotta give them a three second spoiler countdown, guys. Let's do yes. it together. Three, two, two one. Go ahead, Christian. Finish that shit up, bro. That's fucking lame. All right. So, um, <laughs> basically, Lawrence was was a trouble was a trouble figure like for the first one or two seasons, and then like Issa decided like I'm just gonna cheat on this nigga because he's not really doing anything. So mm-hmm. he was on the sofa. He was trying to get going. Uh, he was looking for jobs. He wasn't as lucky as other people. So. In that instance, you know, like every black man to a certain extent, you want to have right. some 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 options. You want to see like the fruits of your labor are actually showing showing through. And his woman 
his his queen was not standing by him. Now, although he was he was in a sunken place, he was on the sofa long enough to where it changed his skin tone. <laughs> All, but still. Yeah, we, nobody ever talks about that nigga being light skinned in the first season. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> I'm like, he's thinking all peaceful. He's going and shit. <laughs> I'm like, this nigga's a Dalmatian. But, I mean, eventually, you know, they broke up and whatever. But the the ironic part is, as the seasons progressed, he became way more actual successful in his career and his mm-hmm. life than Issa ever had been. Well, he had the tools to be that. Based on the industry that he chose to like be a part of, even in even an awkward black girl, I believe an awkward black girl, she was always you know nonprofit centered. As someone who works, exactly. as someone who works mm-hmm. at a nonprofit, ironically, an I, a nonprofit that teaches people how to code computers and whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, I understand that dynamic. Like, if I stay in that lane, I'm never going to make more money than than what Lawrence would make, right? Because even people who graduate our program. Um, they graduate with a certification that would allow them to make fifty-five to sixty thousand dollars right out the gate, right? No college degree, yeah. mm-hmm. just certifications. And with with Amazon Web Services certifications and stuff, you can get up to eight hundred thousand dollars. Google will pay you millions of dollars if you stay with them like fifteen years at a time or something like that. Yeah. You know, moving up through the ranks. So like that was always going to be the case. I think my problem with Lawrence was that, and it remained true throughout the entire show. He was just a bitch. Like he was just a bitch to me. He Bro. is the antithesis. In what like, capacity? <clears throat> you yeah, gotta explain it. You, you gotta, gotta explain that shit. You got first of all, I'm comparing him to myself, right? It's Damn, it's not, not accurate. <laughs> it is. It is. Think about it. Y'all know me. Y'all know me well enough. Y'all know me well enough to know that I would never spend two years or a year sitting on a couch feeling sorry for myself. Like I would never put my significant other in. A I don't position think it was that long though. It was that long. He was. They were together they, they five years. They expanded that shit out. They expanded that shit yeah, out. Yeah, they were together five years. He was on the couch for a year or two years. I can't, I can't like really remember. Um, and then to have so much pride, like, she's the only one bringing in money. And it's not like, like you said, she doesn't have a job where she can afford to continue to do these things by herself. Mm-hmm. And you literally watch this woman, like lose interest in you and you didn't notice because you were being a lazy asshole right you, oh, you oh. fucked up her birthday go that ahead, was ep- that was episode one right? you that. fucked up her birthday and like she you just didn't take care of her or you weren't the partner that you should have been because you were being so prideful and man i should be getting these opportunities and i'm not and then you finally took the i was happy when he took the job at Best Buy, you know, like I was happy with that. I'm like, at least you trying, because like, if I got fired tomorrow from my job, the first thing I'm doing is like, all right, I need money to get me from point A to point B. I work at McDonald's while I figure this shit out. Like, I flip right. burgers. It, no, it is what it no, is. No, no, he ain't had no. that. He don't have that hustle in him, bro. I, bro, that's cap, bro. For one, we always talk about Lawrence wasn't doing this. Lawrence wasn't doing that. That bitch Issa was working in a nonprofit. If you know, you got a nigga that's at home. They got a degree in in uh, what was it, computer science or some Something bullshit like that. Like, yeah. that. Yeah. like, yo, use your degree to do something better than working with these dumbass kids. I don't know. I'm, well, again, I come from the nonprofit sector. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to go and make more mm-hmm. money. I've made more money. Mm-hmm. It's not as fulfilling. I'm sorry. Like, but that's also not her job to compensate. 
for his lack of ambition, right? She doesn't have to Bro. squash her dreams to, to didn't didn't alter. that bitch Belinda Gates like wasn't she selling ass when Bill was in the garage whipping up computers for us and shit? She was definitely sucking dick in a Dodge Caravan. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> the niggas could not afford that that house when they were growing up. Well, when they was coming up, if she wasn't sucking dick no, and, and doing what she Bill had to Gates, do. Bill Gates got a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan from his parents, so it, I don't feel like they were struggling small in the first place. Small loans, you know, small loans. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, <laughs> can you imagine what we would do with two hundred fifty thousand, bro? Bro, if I had two hundred fifty thousand, all my problems would be gone tomorrow, nigga. For real, I'd be in Co- I'd be in Colombia with the millions of dollars living mm-hmm. it up big time. Dex, where you at? I got titties in my face. I, like, I ain't gonna lie, I would buy like four bricks, send it back home. Niggas <laughs> flip it real quick. Yeah, look, that's why I say, bro. I said it when we first started this podcast today, y'all. Like, y'all niggas not honest, bro. Y'all not. It's 2022. Y'all some lying motherfuckers. You know what I would do if I got $250,000 right now? If I wasn't married. Disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Man, that's never going to be about to say, I don't think that's going to shield you the way you think it is, but go ahead. You know what I would do? It's for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. I would get my body done. I meant more specifically, I would get my dick done and start an OnlyFans. <laughs> What? <laughs> Yo, this nigga go, this nigga go this. out. Still wearing prostate cancer in like six months. Like, what did he say? Uh-uh, uh-uh, about this. Uh-uh. Nah, nigga, fuck that. It's 2022, bro. We got to think of new ways to get money. You talking about flipping a brick? You can go to jail, nigga. If I'm out here just getting hey, money. Me, getting, hold, hold me a cup of that. All right. Yeah. Appreciate you. Nigga, Brandon is late, y'all. The we nigga is late dr- with the alcohol, so we drinking fucking apple juice and shit. It's funny. It's like I'm five years old. Give yeah. me some animal crackers, too. Yeah, yeah, I got you, bro. I Make got some you. fucking toddlers. Nah, but I mean, doing the OnlyFans, I hear you. But, like, what about your integrity? How are you going to be able to go home and talk to your friends? Go like, home. I don't give a fuck about no. my friends. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. But, like, bro, bro I saw your bare ass, like, last weekend. No, what Nas <laughs> said on that, uh, on that Magic album, bro? Niggas that ain't never had a million dollars be quick to say what a nigga with a million dollars should be doing. I would be shaking my dick for the camera. <laughs> hey, slap, 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 slap. Like and subscribe, guys. Check out my YouTube reaction. Reaction channel as well. <laughs> Are you reacting to your OnlyFans? Like, like, wow, bro. See, Lauren should have got OnlyFans, bro. Nah, man. Lauren should have got OnlyFans. But, dog, like. Should have been lackluster. That nigga has no emotion. <laughs> no personality. That's what. That's right, one of the like, real things I really would, don't like about him. This nigga will probably stroke with like, no feeling. <laughs> what kind of music does Lawrence listen to? That nigga I, listen to, Bach. like, smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah, like, like, no personality. He dressed like he's Bro, 15 like years jazz. older. Calm down. I like lo-fi. I prefer that over smooth jazz. Um, same thing for our generation yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. like, nigga had no personality, like, no hobbies, no, like, there was, and that's part of the show's fault, and maybe they did that on purpose. Like, they yeah, never remember really. remember they said in the, the documentary thing, they were designing him to be a one-season one, that's right. character. They did say that, right. And yeah. I just never felt like, like, with... Well, it wasn't Issa's boo, but with um, Andrew for Molly and with Nathan, yeah. you know, we felt like we knew them a whole lot more and they were much more dynamic. Lawrence, to me, just comes across as a, as a lame nigga. And I really didn't like what he did to Tasha because she really didn't. She really didn't Tasha? deserve the bank teller? that. The bank teller. The bank teller. No, really like she did deserve that, bro. How did she deserve that? Bro, right, she worked at a fucking I'm a bank. You, I'm going to tell you why, bro. Well, now my mom worked at a bank. Love you, mom. Goddamn. Let <laughs> me <laughs> get a backtrack. I feel like I feel like there are certain women that only deserve good dick in Chipotle. And she striked me as one that only deserved that. No, nah, I feel like she was one that was like, 
I could work with you. You know, like you come from a certain area and you have certain. She had isms. a steel reinforced door on her front door, bro. I like, just said she yeah. came from a certain area. You didn't saying. let me finish, but with his salary, like they would have elevated up, and eventually she would have become one of them bougie bitches rocking Bowman and and you know fucking Chanel. Uh, but like she ain't deserve like if you ain't won't go if you ain't won't go to the family reunion like don't go to the family reunion. I but think, she was a rebound, wasn't she? Yeah, she I think, was. I think you she can count her as a rebound. That's, that's right? what I'm saying. Like I think I think you have to have some some semblance of but like there, there goes the fuck boy because he didn't treat her like a rebound, right? Like he invested in her. He was at her house. And she was brother cooking. Lord some grace. She was cooking. No, he deserves no grace. If he had a more of a personality, maybe I would give him grace. But Ooh. I don't know enough about him to be able to extend the grace. He don't deserve it in my eyes. Like he fucked up Tasha. He fucked up Issa. That uh, Indian, not Indian. What was she like? Pakistani chick that he was with. Uh-huh. Like he I fucked, liked. I liked, liked her. her. For him. He, he yeah, fucked yeah, yeah, that yeah, up. He good. fucked. I didn't know what happened with that. Like the end of that season, it just she just, just left. He was. He got mad about her laughing at something. That her ex, not even ex, she had like slept with this dude and mm-hmm. um, he texted her or someone texted her and she laughed and he was like, what was that? that dude, blah, blah, blah. He's funny. And so she was like, I'm oh, not putting yeah. up with this. Oh, they I'm, were at like a out. rooftop restaurant no, or something. They, they were driving and she was like, let me out the car. And he was like, really? Yeah. And she got out the car and we never saw her again. Like, that's the energy that I appreciate, which is why I appreciate that's Nathan. That's wild shit. I appreciate Nathan breaking up with Issa after that um it's yeah, fucking cut trash. Yeah. It's too mafia, man. It's too mafia, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm from H Town. You know, like, come on, the best in H Town. He did over. He oh, he definitely overdid that that accent. Also, that hairline had. He should have just went bald. Yeah, yo, that's another thing we don't talk about enough. Y'all know T.I. hairline was struggling for quite some time. Now this nigga got dreads. What the fuck going on, He got on, money, bro? too. Hey, money buy you a lot of things, including hairlines. My yeah, name. that's a fact. You're definitely going to get a transplant sometime yeah, soon. For mm-hmm. real. I mean, I mean I, I'm just saying, Lawrence ruined something good that Issa had going on. Whether you like Nathan or not, Issa was happy with Nathan. And she then, wasn't fulfilled though. Not for real though. And then like, that ain't that. no that ain't no shit you can really brag about, bro. I know everybody likes to say, you know, there's there's no such thing as a not a honest job or not a, a real job. But come on, bro. She she got her own business and she's starting she, to thrive and shit. And homie, uh, homie is like the third best hair. barber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, bro. This nigga ain't never That's got a, a line and shit. He is never. the third best barber in the shop. But he's light skin. His his hair color blended in with his skin, it so did. he didn't have to. It did. He's, I mean, he's a barber, but he was making good money, at least enough money to own it, have his own apartment, and do his own thing. Did you see like, the nigga you, who had his you, lamp on? A fucking milk crate. This nigga was not making no, money, bro. We he couldn't afford there. furniture. Well, he would just move from Houston to L.A. It's a different life. Five what do you mean, just? Yeah, it's the five years. Been there. Shit. What he was there like a year. The fuck, you still got a milk crate for him? <laughs> <laughs> for real, nigga. You kidding? See, that's why I ain't got no clients. And nobody going to whack ass. I'm only like three years removed from milk crate, so I ain't got nothing to say about that. Nothing. I mean, you know, I, and I mean, I'm, I y'all can keep trying to defend Lawrence. I get why they went with Lawrence. I just don't think that it was the right decision I, for Issa. So let me ask y'all, why did you connect with Daniel? I mean, I Daniel. Uh, I did. I was I was Team Daniel, one hundred percent. Like I thought that she should have been with Daniel. Yeah. They were better for each other. They were more on the same level. Uh-huh. Although he had his own issues of like 
pride and, and whatnot, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and she even brought that up to him. She was like, look at you sounding like you I ain't going to chase down no nigga at the nightclub to show him my music. Like, he had his own issues with that, but mm-hmm. he obviously loved her, right, and treated her really, really well, except for the whole jizz in the face thing. We're not going to bring that up. How is, um, how is that mind. not? But I don't, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, I feel like if you if you down now, <clears throat> what you want me to, what you want me to pivot left and, like, nut on in the corner? Right. Like, and be a grown-ass like, woman. Nice-ass sofa I'm I got. Finna Nut on that dark chocolate ass face, and you better rub it in. Okay, it's aloe vera, <laughs> right, bitch. That that was my number. My number one was Daniel always. Um, and why Nathan do you feel was, like you connect with Daniel though? I mean, first there's a music thing, but also I think that they had the most they had the most history with each other, and of all of them, I think he understood. Issa the most right I think he okay. un- I think he understood her the most and it, it's because mm-hmm. they came from the same area you know and they had all this history together or whatever mm-hmm. and maybe that's a maybe that's a bad thing um it can be a bad thing but also the timing was just never right for them um and and Issa couldn't figure out what she wanted and I respect him for like that last shot they had of him like walking down the the stairway or whatever yeah. with his back turned you just felt like all right, that's the closure. Like she moved out of his house, you know, he helped her mm-hmm. move. So they're kind of on this decent, you know, level mm-hmm. and have an understanding. And now they're moving on with their life. Um, and that was upsetting for me because it was like, that was the one, like you made the right choice in the beginning. You mm-hmm. made the right choice, but Lawrence, you know, ruined that. For I, her think, as well. I think there's always people that you have, uh, like a seamless connection with, you know what I mean? Like you can, you may like someone, but it's probably hard work to deal with them. Mm-hmm. I felt like between her and Nathan, it was, it was effortless. You know, like yeah. they, they, they knew each Nathan other. Nathan or Daniel, you mean? Uh, Lawrence. Wait, no, no, no. You said between them, it was effortless. Did you mean? Yeah, you said who Nathan. he connect. He I'm, connects. Oh, okay. Like who, who I would connect with and, and in connection with, with Issa. So I feel like, like watching, Watching all the men she interacted with, it seemed like she she felt more at home with Lawrence. It seemed like it was more of a like I don't have to work, I don't have to think about this. But with Daniel, it was just like I feel like she was pouring more into him than he was even ready to receive. Mm. So yeah, she definitely pushed him. Yeah, she definitely pushed him. And I, I think that Lawrence was the it was the safe choice. Like they talked about it in the last wind down where Issa talked about how at the beginning of the season. Um, at the beginning of the season, when they started writing, Issa was like, the character Issa D would be a dumb bitch to get with Lawrence. Like, that's what she said. Now, Prentice Penny, who's the showrunner for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Prentice Penny uh, was always Team Lawrence, and the writers in the writer's room, you know, they threw a lot of things at the wall, but at the end of the day, it became very clear. Who they're aiming for. Yeah, Issa and Lawrence had to find their way back to each other. And Issa came around to that, but she was like, she wasn't convinced that that was the right choice for Issa because Lawrence had ruined so many things for her in the past. And I'm like, I get it. Cause that nigga's the fucking worst. Like, but like, I don't remember like exactly like what he ruined, like her birthday. He ruined her birthday. He, I mean, they did it in the best episode of the show, show which was season four. When they go on the like closure date, I think it may have been the second okay. or last episode okay. or something like right. that. I got you. I got and, you. and it was talking about how she was talking about how she would just drive around the city because she didn't want to go home because he was there making it miserable. Like she didn't want to touch him. Like she wasn't attracted to him. And, 
um, he let her know that you know he was considering moving back home to. I think he was from Virginia. I want to say he was from Virginia. I think he's from Maryland. Maryland, or Virginia. Yeah. One of the other. One of the um, Yeah, he was saying how he wanted to move back there, and like there was just no real communication between them. It was just very evident that they were not. The timing wasn't right for them, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the timing just wasn't right for them. Yeah, so I, I can I'm going to continue with my point of the time. It just wasn't ever right for um, Issa and Lawrence, and maybe that's the point of the show is that eventually their timelines kind of align where Issa was on her shit, he was on his shit, and now was the appropriate time for uh, for them to get together. But I remain Team Daniel. Really, I'm Team anybody but Lawrence. That that's my stance. How Sounds like racism. I'm fine with it if that's what yeah. racism is. You then are the sign only light skin fuck fucker on the crew. I'm not light skinned. I'm caramel. Nigga, you lighter than us, so it doesn't count. So <laughs> I'm caramel too. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. I mean, you got like your summer shade going right now. <laughs> He's still in full. I'm a little burnt. I'm a little burnt. <laughs> oh, so just just to go around, were you satisfied with the ending? Did it provide you the closure that you thought you was gonna get? Because you can't lie, the last season was mid. Most of the it episodes. was it was awful. Actually, was I'm not even gonna say it was mid. It was awful, except for episode number three with Lawrence. Uh, the girl. Not night. you liking the Lawrence episode. I, I really oh, like the Lawrence episode because it, it made him. It the made second him, episode. The third episode. Okay. When um Lawrence, when we found out Lawrence was living in Frisco and you know it wasn't working with him and Condola and Kiki Palmer was on the episode. Um, I really liked that episode because it forced. It was the first time Lawrence Lawrence owned up to not being shit. Right. Like it was the first time where he got in an argument and he stopped and was like. Yeah, I, I might be wrong in this. And so I appreciated that character development. But my problem with it was the season set up a whole bunch of shit that it never developed. It never developed. Like, why was Kelly talking on a podcast in the first episode and we never talked about it again? Mm-hmm. Like, why was, why you know, we had this Lawrence episode with him and Condola and we never saw, like, how they rectified it or fixed it or anything like right. that. We got a little bit of it when Issa threw the baby when they when she ran into him in the hospital. <laughs> no, <that's good. laughs> it was great. Her form was right. perfect. Yeah, it was. My, Fuck them kids. <laughs> You're right, bro. Because, I mean, f- speaking from my own selfish standpoint, I wanted to see what the child support case looked like in California. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the end of it all, I, I was most pleased. I was most pleased with Molly's growth. Um, and her relationship with Torian, uh-huh. uh, that made the most sense. to, And I didn't see yeah. it coming. I usually can predict those things, but they hated each other so much that I was like, there's no way these two but are you know, going to get I, together. You know what? The fact that they hated each other, but he was more stable than her, mm-hmm. it just it just made it more seamless. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. That last that last season was kind of ass, but I, uh, I was happy they included Lawrence in more episodes. So, I yeah. mean, did it give closure? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, bro, we've been watching this show like all of us since like day one. I can tell, like, this is before I knew Dex. I knew you was you was on the show heavy. B was on the show heavy and shit. I was on the show heavy. So like getting into this last season, they was doing a big ass press run, right? Mm-hmm. They kept saying about how they were going to end the show in a way that the characters still had their own lives, and I guess it was kind of make your own storybook, see what happens at the mm-hmm. end and shit. I feel like it didn't live up to what we consider to be a good ending because 
it didn't really do that. You know what I'm saying? We saw yeah. everybody's story and how it ends and shit. Niggas ain't dying a plane wreck and everybody's over and shit. But yeah, I mean, it didn't leave much up to the imagination at the end. So that's what I was going into it with. Like, we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Why didn't they readdress the uh, the podcast episode from the first episode yeah. with, with Kelly? Right. Kelly's whole thing was weird to me. Right. So for me, I mean, I feel like that and we ain't finna get into a Game of Thrones breakdown because none of us watch it well enough. I did. To, I, did. I, did. I did. I watched it. I, I watched it, but it's not, I don't know it enough to be like, all right, so this is what I would change from that last season. But mm-hmm. I feel like HBO is starting to develop this trend of not being able to finish shows really mm-hmm. well. Because remember, new. remember that's the Sopran- that's Bullshit. Not, that's but, that's so that's niggas that. like the Soprano ending? No. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not okay, hold on. Let me finish. Did y'all niggas like Game of Thrones ending? I was fine I, with I it. I hated the okay. entire last season. Was that fine. was, that was, I think Dave Chappelle said it best. If I had the opportunity to eat Halle Berry's pussy and she <laughs> farted in my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> this is bitter fucking sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm two for two then, right? Did we like the, the, the ending of Insecure? I did. You you just said you felt like there was left I was talking left about, to be designed. No, no, no. I was talking about the season in total, right? Like the season, okay. but the last episode I was fine with. Did the last episode make up for a shitty last season? Oof. Oof. No. See, but the problem is I'm such a TV fan. <laughs> my my barometer for what makes a good series finale is mm-hmm. different than everybody else. I don't need to like it. That's why I'm okay with the Game of Thrones. Like, I don't need to like it. Are the questions answered? Is there anything left dangling out in the open? Yes. No, I'm yes. good. What's left dangling from that? They never addressed the fact that John Stone was a rightful, uh, rightful king. He's John. John. Oh, Targaryen. I was talking about insecure. Oh, okay. Yeah. You brought a game of Thrones. <laughs> I got Hey, <laughs> no, nigga, they didn't. No, nah, they left a lot to be desired on insecure. How much does Lawrence well, pay in child support? Well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't bro, know. Bro. Only you care about this shit because you <laughs> pay. In no way, <laughs> canola oil was like, "Yo, this shit overgo with Issa, nigga. You get the son on the birthday. This is the, what he, that but, little nigga bro, birthday. He some makes, shit? bro. He makes enough. He looks like he makes enough money mm-hmm. to cover yeah. whatever the charge is. Yeah. What I did you say? See. A thousand. It's on the way. I just want to see, bro. I'm Quick just, question. All, all. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say a quick question. You know, uh, season four or season three, they had that episode where uh, uh, where Amanda Seals' character was supposed to be with Molly and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Issa watching that show. Who yeah, but she wasn't. She, but was she wasn't nowhere. there at the same time. Her husband was like, "I had to talk to Fred." You know what I'm saying? So they never did. They dropped that storyline. It was like they wanted us to piece it together. Yeah, really that kid is not much, for that dude. It's not. They didn't even address that. That's who, not. Uh, by the way. Was the best character on the show? Who? Um, Amanda Seals' husband, easily the best character. He really? always he always kept it real. He was always he down for his woman. Like he even told Lawrence, you know, when they were in that restaurant. Like I'm not gonna say he's the best character. He was easily. I mean, as no. far as being the most normal and he was, he was, he was that ain't normal. He, he, that ain't normal. He was even toned. Yeah, he was the one who told. He was the one who told Lawrence like to basically like. Hey, bro, you can't pretend like you wasn't fucking up that entire time. Like, you mm-hmm. put this all on Issa, but Mm-mm. this isn't all on Issa, you know? And he was the one who told him, like, but I don't know, man, too. did you fight? Like, I just feel like you ain't fight hard enough for that. You always kind of just let shit go and let shit ride. But if I put that much time and energy into someone, like, I wouldn't have just been like, yeah, I get it in that first episode. I know. Wait, was that Amanda Seals' husband or was that Lawrence's roommate? 
No, it was it, it was was it he Chad? was he was the best. Yes, he was, was the he best. was the best character. Yeah, like, yeah, you got that nigga mixed My up. Bad. That was, he was the best. They're light skin niggas, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. All right, y'all. So we gotta we gotta move on to a bigger topic, guys. Bigger topic. So it's the top of the year. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna address some of the rebranding stuff. I know you guys were caught by surprise with a lot of logos, a lot of name changes, and a lot more activity from us on social media. But we kind of gotta recap the year, man. 2021 has just ended. We are are 10 days into the new year 10 days mm-hmm. too many it yeah. shouldn't feel like forever yes bruh like i don't know if it's just because the pandemic is still ongoing and nothing feels like it's changing mm-hmm. like we got optimus prime variant out now that i just saw on fucking Thanks. twitter and shit yeah. so it's like i feel like ever since 2020 started like march of 2020 started it's been a continuous like cloud of I, bruh, it don't even feel like it's 2022. Mm-hmm. I still say 2021 for the most part, but you're like the new Joe Biden, right? Right, right, <laughs> bruh, right, right. Except I do shit. <laughs> so let, I just want to know what was y'all's like biggest highlights of last year? What were some of the biggest accolades or just some of the mo- more memorable points of last year? So Dex, what, what you got from last year, bro? What was your highlight of this shit? Oh, um. My highlight is walking in my authority as a creative genius. No, I mean, I finally started getting respect from um, <laughs> like even I went to have dinner with Michael Armstead in Houston, who mm-hmm. a lot of you don't know. I don't know if you know him. I heard you him might. Um, that is known from the Jay Electronica stuff. Yeah, he toured with Jay Electronica mm-hmm. and, um, you know, produces music for people, you know, very important, very famous people. And um he just moved to Houston and I booked him for this festival. And so went out to dinner with him and just talking with him and me understanding the respect that he has for me as an artist, because we never get the opportunity. We never had the opportunity to like talk to each other because, you know, he's over here doing his thing. I'm over here doing my thing. Um, He's touring with Jay Electronica. I'm masturbating to porn, you know, like there's, (laughs) we're living two different lives and our, our, our artistic paths never really crossed with each other um and so you know I, he and his wife and the first time we met he almost he tried he almost tried to fight me like the first time we met it's, it's a long story like somebody did i was in a crowd um at a show i had on like a four or five hundred dollar suit because i had just come from a wedding yeah. i will never forget this day i was at the spanish moon and i was down on the floor and i was with my best friend thaddeus shout out thaddeus love you miss you and like thaddeus so <laughs> i was down on the floor and he was pl- he was playing a show uh you know pat pat um mm-hmm. pat harrington uh, bando, bando pat. pat bando pat me and bando pat worked together and he's like i got the show at the spanish moon come through i was like all right cool i'll come so i went to support him i had never heard of michael armstead none of that this must have been in 2016 mm-hmm. and so i'm laying i'm down on the floor in front of the stage you know armstead's performing and all of a sudden i'm wet like I, i'm just water everywhere oh, and i'm the fuck? <laughs> i'm confused i'm like looking around like what the fuck what the Pop fuck to just Molly, happened? i'm sweating <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out like my homeboy thaddeus was coming back with beers and this dude named jed um shout out white dirt uh, that's the name of their arts collective he's a good friend now right but i didn't know him then he like was doing like this mosh pit thing oh, and hit the beers and they went all over my suit and all over thaddeus and so Thaddeus was like, you know, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Me, who's much more calm, was like, you know, Otis came up and was like, um, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, whatever. And so I'm looking up at the stage 
And Pat is talking to me. He's like, Dex, you good? I was like, yeah, man, I'm okay. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck happened just now. Mm -hmm. And so then somebody, like, takes a beer and pours it on Jed. And Michael accuses me of being the one to pour the beer on Jed. (laughs) All right, pause, 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 pause. Yes. I'm not... I gotta cut you off for a moment. The fucking name. Every time he says the name, that is, I'm just imagining. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm imagining. This a, nigga ain't got a nickname. I'm imagining a fellow wearing like like my grandfather's aftershave and smoking a pipe. Nah, if, if he had a <laughs> fucking cool one. <laughs> if he had a nickname, it would be Judas because that's the equivalent of Thaddeus in the Bible. Um, oh, but so we call I call him Thad, you know, occasionally, and so. Um, <laughs> That's the first time I met Michael. And so the second time I met him, we talked about that altercation. And he was like, you know, I was about to beat your ass. And I was like, first of all, you weren't going to beat my ass. So it turned and like his wife was there. And so she was like, not mitigating, but she was like, he didn't mean that. You know, he just gets real excited, blah, blah, blah. Just, and so for just, that, for that relationship to come around to like what it is now was just a great thing. And so yeah. in 2020, I have you know, booked my own shows. I started recording other people. I started writing for other people, right? I started being asked to curate things. I was asked to curate an entire festival, right? I was asked to host that festival. Um, I was just offered to run a six shows at Club Culture over the next year, right? Like, and so hmm. it's really nice to to be able to to walk into that. Um, and I started having some very important conversations with people who are close to me, which you three have had as right. well. Um, and so just like walking into that and, and getting a, I think I got like a $30,000 raise or something like that when I switched jobs in February or whatever. Up, and boy. then they just gave getting me some bread. They, yeah. They just gave me another raise um, at, in December when I thought they was going to fire my ass. Um, I just got nominated for a community impact award. You know, like all of these things are, um, it's just nice to finally be walking and doing all the things that five years ago I was like, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. And you feel like you're not doing enough. And so for anybody who's listening, like you feel, I feel like when I spend two days watching, you know, new girl on Netflix or whatever, then I'm wasting my time and wasting my youth and I'm not being as productive as I should be. And then these things come around and you're just like, no, like there's a place for rest and there's a place for greatness. And, um, I've become very great in the last year, you know, and I'm just really appreciative of that. Oh, and the podcast, we started a podcast, which is really, which is really nice. Yes. I feel like this podcast has been going on forever because we, this is the, this is our second podcast together. Mm -hmm. The first one started the momentum, but I really feel like we got some, we got some ways with this one. But Mm -hmm. Christian, what you got, bro? Uh, 2021, uh, it's an interesting time. Uh, Transition from working in Apple retail to working at Apple corporate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should have said that, but um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's all right. But making making that transition was 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 pretty good. Uh, was working in like a tech a tech position, and then decided to actually transition to corporate. And then man, more money, more opportunity, uh, being able to work from home. Uh, during like the pandemic, I become like really introverted. I don't like being in crowds. I don't go to grocery stores. I'm not going to the mall. So it was, it was perfect. But uh, starting the podcast was 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 fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Like that shit got me. But then when you told me about doing the merch line, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, let me start. Let me start doing my own shit. So I, I already start having conversations with people um, about doing that. So. While we did that shit, I got my LLC from my from my actual mm-hmm. line, so I'm starting to do that shit right now. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Yes. Uh, okay. Be dropping some on the pod, so y'all niggas gonna have to. We're gonna do double supporting. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, 
I don't know, just just reestablishing connections with like family uh, that, you know, probably haven't been on the same page in a long time. Um, I mean, just fulfilling certain things you didn't think you should or would be able to do. So I think that was something that was really defining for me. And uh, I didn't get COVID. You know what I mean? So I um, that shit was terrible. Yeah, nigga. Fuck it man. sucks for you, nigga. I'm still free. <laughs> yeah, me too, bro. I think it's like three of the four of all of us are vaccinated, y'all. Yeah. But I think only one person, Dexter, he's out there free masking in Texas <laughs> and shit. Yeah, nigga was he was diving head first into some coochie and hammocking. But no, um, I mean, it's it's been lit, bro. But I remember I left my hook at this nigga crib and he told me he had COVID. Mm-hmm. I went to shoot this nigga in the fucking knee. <laughs> I, I left that motherfucker in bleach and, and missed the clean water for like three days, bro. I swear to God. Nah, nah, that shit. COVID stick the hookahs, bro. The hookah spots fuck. are like the fuck most COVID magnets places of all time. And bro. the most popping, too, bro. That's mm-hmm. very true. This nigga gonna be the only nigga to get COVID twice. He just came back from Houston. I well, still, twice I in two weeks. Yeah, twice in two. Yeah, I'm going back. Uh, in February, my I'll be, God, I'll be back. My fucking God, is that a ghost? Is that the fucking hawk? Did the hawk follow us over here? Saying, where, where is the blip? <laughs> nah, that, nah, the hawk died, bro. I was, I was happy like, about what that is that? Shit. Man, 2022, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, no, 2021. I, this shit, it, it's all running Joe together. Biden. Bro. It's pandemic years. It's all the same. Yeah, it's bro. all the same. Like this shit, this shit been wild, bro. Only because, like. I've learned so much about myself in this little time and mm-hmm. shit. Like, I learned, like, you know, being adopted and shit, right, at a young mm-hmm. age, always, whatever. Like, I'm adopted, I'm adopted. I'm, you know, I tell people this, I tell people that. I didn't realize how much it affected me until, like, I had to sit down for, like, a full year. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really not doing shit. You really just kind of got to, like, bask in your own shit, learn more about you. You can't go out and hide this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't fill your time up with activity necessarily. You really gotta just deal with your shit. So, like, dealing with the fact that, like, I was never okay with this shit. Like, it was just... Like, I don't know, man. It it, it always puts me in, like, this childish, like, place. Like, damn, man, my people ain't want me. So... Like, it's, that's the real thing. I felt like, how the saying? fuck is that funny? <laughs> what the, the fuck the is wrong with Brandon, bro? The way he <laughs> hey, man, that's my Will Smith moment, nigga. Damn, damn, let me, let me live, nigga. Mm. But um, <laughs> it was like, it was like coming to, coming to grips with, with that shit, bruh. Like, and realizing, like, the anxieties that I faced as an adult were kind of, like, all interlocked in, like, how other people felt about me, like... And not really realizing what I liked and what I cared about. Even when it came to like career shit. Like, I'm the only nigga I know during the pandemic that lost my job one time and quit four jobs. You did. Yeah. 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 Bro, 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 you, you switch jobs as much as you switch phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a new one tomorrow. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I actually learned something this time. Like, pre-pandemic, I was always searching for some shit. It was always title, title, money, money, title, title, money, mm-hmm. money. Now I'm back working at a job that I worked before that I actually love and shit. And I realized I don't really care about title. I want to make enough money to where I can make jokes about poor people, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brokies. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, if you ain't never been to brunch, you ain't got no money. <laughs> they should never let you niggas get money. <laughs> Fuck your but, like, but like, dog, 
this last year was like especially toward the end of the year like when i started putting the, the health shit with mm-hmm. the the job shit and like the enjoying life shit again yeah. bro i really realized i don't give a fuck about what other people think anymore mm-hmm. i'm gonna wear what the fuck i want to wear if i want to grow a shitty looking beard and that bitch patchy as a motherfucker <laughs> i'm gonna grow that bitch and look dumb as hell to myself <laughs> I don't give a fuck anymore. I put one shoulder up, I put the other shoulder up, and I drop them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck it, bro. So 2021, especially, especially the end of 2021, bro, was like the year of like, I just don't give a fuck. Long as my friends good, long as my like immediate family good. Cause we talk about that family shit, reconnecting with motherfuckers, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's best to leave motherfuckers it in is. the past. I, bro. My, my, my mom told me something. That nigga left your mom in the past? No. no. Oh. Oh. My mom told Damn, me something man. that stuck with she me pushed you forever. <laughs> <laughs> my mama pushed me out too and took me right to the fire. Right to the <laughs> <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> hey, y'all better not be laughing at my nigga pain. Um, Somebody take his cup. He laughed first. Take his cup away. Yeah. <laughs> my mom told me um, one day because her and her sister weren't speaking or whatever, and um, my my aunt was going around saying how my mom treated her poorly and how they don't get along. And my mom was like, you know, we not speaking, which also means we not arguing. Like we not in each other's shit. Feels like we get along swimmingly, huh. and I was like, "Yeah, actually, sometimes some, some people you gotta love from a distance." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, speaking about that, but do you have to love them from a distance? I love all my family from exactly where they are, but I think that, and as you guys have gotten to know me, I'm a little bit outside of what the what a black kid from the south should be. Black man from the south should be. We all are. Yeah, and that's why we all click clack. Yeah, and, and that's why I don't click clack with my family like with that. Outside of, of outside mm-hmm. of my cousins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people my age, um, my family doesn't really get me, and so I understand, you know, the idea of um, not wanting to be around. Like, I don't go to family functions. Why? All y'all but you want to be around something. like-minded people, whether they're family yeah. or not. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Like, I love you. I love you at Christmas and Thanksgiving. The rest yeah, of the year, the rest of the year, I don't know you. <laughs> I ain't gonna say the, the rest of the year is by a, uh, you know, eh, I ain't got nothing else to do. Feeling mm-hmm. right, like yeah. another family getting together. Uh, I ain't got nothing else to do. I guess I'll go run over there and get a plate. Shit. But it ain't like I'm, ex- you know, ecstatic to go or whatever. You know, you know what got me when you was talking about that. Um, someone someone told me that that they should have my mother should have left me at the hospital uh, mm. a little longer than she did, and when she said that shit, I was like, "This bitch." <laughs> but but when I thought about it, it was like I didn't really have an issue with it about that information being said to me. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I told it to someone that and they weaponized it. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Like mm. it, it wasn't. I had come to terms with a lot of things early in my life, you know what I mean? So, it's nothing anybody can say to me that can hurt me, but it's just when someone who's supposed to be close to you that uses certain information mm. against you or to try to hurt you. Yeah. So, I just realized, man, you can't you can't give you can't give certain parts of yourself to certain people. That's what I realized hey, in, oh in yeah. 2021. Hey, hey, man, bro. I, hey, I think I think the biggest thing that I learned in 2021 and it's really been a, a maturation from 2020 to 2022. Um, like, I've spent so much time running from things and hiding things 
from people that it has ruined my youth, right? Like I don't have a lot mm-hmm. of experiences. And so for anybody listening, my my like advice to you would be to like shoot your shot, do your thing, right? Like next week I'm going to get a cat because I'm like, you know, I'll tell you why I haven't gotten a cat. You want to know the real reason I haven't gotten a cat? Because niggas don't own cats. Fuck get it. a fucking pit bull. I'm not fuck? getting a pit bull. I don't like dogs like that. <laughs> That's so stereotypical. <laughs> the fuck? That's a nigga dog, bro. We don't own cats. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? That's why we get shot. Live your truth. Live your truth. I mean, I love, I love, I love cats a lot. Pussy, if you will. Um. So you know what type of cat you gonna get? No, a I hairless, don't. a hairless condor. Fuck you. Well, man. actually, that was on the table because one of the reasons I actually didn't get one is because I don't like. Um, I'm not a cleaner. Like I'll pay somebody to clean my house, mm. but if you get a cat or a we shedding know. dog, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> if, you get a, if you get a cat <laughs> or a shedding dog, you have to like be on top of it all the time. And yeah. I don't want to do that. But the real reason is because like someday the the cat was gonna die and it was gonna like devastate me because I love so deeply and I was like. Yeah, I just don't want to deal with that. Look but at you th- having emotions for the first fucking time. I know. You know what? I'm working. With I'm a, working on for me. a cat though, yeah. not for an actual person, <laughs> not a woman uh-uh. that he sees frequently, nah, but for a fucking it. cat. Like, a cat that I don't have yet, by the way. Can, you, say, can you get a hairless cat though, so we can call it bald pussy? I, I thought bald about pussy. it. Yes. I'm just no, chemo pussy. Chemo pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna adopt. But yes, stop running from things. Stop hiding from things, and just embrace all of the situations that. You know, you want to em- em- embrace mental health awareness. Like yeah. if you if you there is nothing wrong with coming to the realization that you may need some help or you may mm-hmm. need to take some time to yourself or you mm-hmm. may need to actually Bro. go through and like say, you know what? I am troubled. Like I went through some shit early in life. I need to talk to somebody. And if, if you know, particularly speaking to black men, uh, we, we find that being like masculine yeah. is uh is a coping mechanism to deal with whatever sense of trauma that you may be going through or have gone through. And it's still actually playing a role in your life right now. Take the time, talk to someone, you know what I mean? Whether it's your family or someone not in your family. And I found it, I found it really, really helpful speaking to someone that doesn't look like me. Yeah. And it's a different gender because mm-hmm. I I was speaking to a, a, a female, a black female therapist and she always tried to interject God into it. And and anything that I was talking about seemed normal to her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have any new new advice other than anything my, my grandmother ever told me. Mm-hmm. So it, it, was, it, it wasn't helpful. So I started speaking to this this white woman from New Jersey. Uh, and, you know, I'm telling her about my, my life in Chicago, where I grew up. And was born in Bronx and everything in relation to that and what happened with my mother and, and things of that nature. And not... not Connecting to to people after you, you you've been hurt for an initial time and you got to take some years to to feel vulnerable enough to do that shit again. So if you mm-hmm. if you're going through something, or you may not be going through something, but just find someone to just start talking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. So I I found that that's you know being at home you you sitting with whatever bullshit is on your heart and was on your mind. Mm-hmm. So and like you said, you can't run from it. Then yeah. these last yeah, two can't. years, right? You can't like I was taking edibles and and CBD. <clears throat> not drinking so much um, because drinking is a different feeling than, you know, being high mm-hmm. and doing that so drinking many times. Bitches. 
I mean, doing that so many times, <laughs> it puts you, at least for me, it puts me in such an introspective space, yeah. right? Like, I'll be laying on my couch and just thinking about my life and decisions that I've made and identifying patterns. And it, it, I, I agree with you. I was in therapy, which is what, like, started this whole thing of right. being able to, like, sit down, like, whenever I feel a certain way. Now, instead of, like, doing something to suppress that and run away from it, mm-hmm. I stop. And I'm like, okay. What feeling are you feeling right now? Okay, I don't know what feeling it is because I'm not very familiar with feelings, people. They're not, they're not like natural to me. So I have to like mm-hmm. stop and figure out, all right, what triggered this feeling or whatever it is? And from the trigger, I can figure out, okay, am I happy? Am I sad? Am I upset? Am I hurt? Am I disappointed? And that has helped me grow and mature so much more emotionally in the last year. So y'all take care of yourselves out there. Like the world is weird these last two years and, and it's not getting any better until next year. Apparently people are weird too. Yeah. Protect, protect yourself. Be, be mindful. Yeah. Be cognizant and uh, make good choices this year. That's facts. Before we get to B, I do got to say one thing about the therapy piece. I can say wholeheartedly therapy works. Mm -hmm. I went to therapy during the pandemic, 2020, 2021, but y'all, like, stop making this shit trendy, man. Like, yeah. my therapist be getting booked up because y'all be on the internet posting pictures inside of hospital beds. Bitch, don't put that online. Mm-mm. Don't nobody want to see that shit. Twerking at hospital <laughs> gown. That's what we came to see. Put y'all that ass on the internet, y'all dying, ain't even bitch. Know, y'all ain't even know I was in the hospital until I was home and, like, healthy. Like, right, that's right. Tight. Yeah. Leave, yeah. leave that in 2021. Hospital pictures. Please stop posting hospital pictures and please stop taking pictures of your dead family members in the caskets. We do mm. not want to see your Fucking 98 year old grandma in a casket. Let her rest in peace. I don't want to see that shit on my timeline. It's ass, ass, ass. My wife, ass, wife, yes. wife, wife, grandma. Grandma. Who <laughs> wants to see that shit, yo? Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. You follow bitches that show ass? No, 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 no. So let me explain how this works. <laughs> so so uh, it's the Drum. algorithms. All my, all my, all my, what you call them bitches? Reels on Instagram. All you see on my reels is like, like concussion inducing football hits <laughs> crossovers random twerk video that's all that's in there that's all that's in my algorithms Same. B what you what you grateful for for 2021 we're not grateful nigga what's your best memory for 2021 what, what did you take away from that year uh, my best memory or the best thing that happened was my move from Shreveport back to DR mm. Okay. Facts. Who the fuck wants to be in Shreveport? Bro, don't disrespect my house like that. My house I would rather there. die in a conflagration than spend a millionth of a second you know in Shreveport. <laughs> I despise Shreveport on a cellular level. Like that. No, I'm just yeah, joking. So, so that was no, you're not. He, he's serious. Y'all saw Don't Look Up? I want the meteor to hit Shreveport. Like that's yes. it's that level of hatred of Shreveport. No who, shade. Who hurt you? No shade to you. It's just too poor. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we don't like it. I'm not gonna it's lie. So it, it feels depressing. Yeah, it's like, like it, it, it it's wants in the to air. be Dallas, but I was it's like, your, I was like, your, <laughs> I was like your dad at Thanksgiving when we when we rounded the corner going to Dallas, and my friend looked on was like that's street, but I was like, yuck. <laughs> 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 Let's get a nigga respect. Let's get respect. Beep. Talk, yeah, talk to us talk about your terrible city. Uh, man, I mean, that was, that was the biggest highlight, making the move. And uh, secondly, like uh, like you alluded to earlier, I didn't catch COVID. Mm. I was not mm. in raw dog in the air, mm. like some people. Yeah. Did you know? I still don't know what happened. I just <laughs> saw this um, randomly. Like somebody tweeted this shit, and the CDC liked oh, it. Oh, real quick. Look. Uh, but we saw uh, the mental health aspect. Yeah, uh, we talked about this. Miss Bashar talked about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Man, another thing is that fellas, it's okay to cry, man. It releases stress. 
and everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to go ahead and add that in. I just thought about it for we can go ahead and make it to a movie. Yeah, big facts. Hmm. I, I, I cried like at least three times last year. I thought you were gonna say last week. Uh-uh. This last <laughs> year, man. I, I can't bro, I lost like I'm I'm getting to the point in life to like like the super important older people you were at one. are wedding. dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The wedding? Yeah, I ain't cry at that. I don't cry at weddings. <gasps> I love my wife, but she know how I get down, bro. Like, I, <laughs> like <laughs> weddings are not like like things that are supposed to be beautiful and like, oh, this is amazing. Like those don't make me like emotionally like I want to cry because I'm so happy. Yeah, fifty four minutes and twenty five seconds. Make sure y'all know that you're wrong. That. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, niggas. <laughs> but anyway, so I found out something, and this is probably going to be more for Christian than any of us, right? So I saw somebody tweet something and the CDC liked it. The CDC's official Twitter. So did you guys know, did you know that you can catch COVID from eating ass? Why would I like that? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck? This is this is this is very targeted. Like, what the fuck is going on? Trying to do a shameless plug. Bitch I have my, ass. my crawfish fanatic short shirt that says "Only ass I eat with the crawfish." Uh huh. Check me out. Check me out. This Man, okay, okay. Listen, because I feel like I feel like you targeted me specifically. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say fuck you. But but honestly, I mean, look, if you're already down there. I'm going to assume this is a beautiful woman you're dealing with and her hygiene is at the utmost. Come on. It's okay. the same fucking plate. What okay. the fuck are we talking wait. about? So you think every woman that's beautiful has good hygiene? I'm saying every woman that I choose to eat their pussy. Say, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, that brings up that brings up an interesting another interesting topic. We're devolving yeah, into some shit. We're gonna get this we're gonna get back on topic, but I have to ask. Is becoming an adult just realizing that everybody eats ass? <clears throat> I think everyone. I think, I think everyone does, but they just they just aren't comfortable admitting. First of all, I don't. Second of all, bro, you um, don't have emotions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. So, um, say it. I forgot because I read that. What were we talking about? I feel like becoming an adult. Everybody realizes everybody eats ass. Everybody. I think becoming an adult is realizing that everybody does drugs, and you will not be offered nearly as much free drugs as teachers promised you in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting it going that way. No, that's true though, bro. Like, I've smoked a lot of weed in my life, and weed prices have only gone up. I've never been offered like free weed unless Mm -hmm. it was by like a gay drug dealer. Like, yo, suck this dick for an eighth. No. This nigga got some troubling He's charging, trouble. he charging <laughs> cocaine prices over there. Like, that's but no. I, I guess the, the question we want to ask Did you get the eighth for free? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> to see it through, my boy. <laughs> Don't ever pass me a drug, nigga. Oh, <laughs> stop joking. I'm joking. joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> wow. Um. But guys, we gotta get back on. We gotta get back on topic. We gotta be, get back on topic. And I'm glad I didn't list topics, so you motherfuckers don't know. Yes. I'm so fucking sick and tired of over the holidays. People's like, "Oh, we really like the podcast, but you only get to like two out of the five topics you mentioned." Shut the fuck up and just enjoy these jokes. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, next topic we're gonna roll into, guys, is like it's a very interesting conversation. Like, um, I feel like a lot of us, and we we've had some sidebar conversations. About women, just right. We want to be more in touch with how to properly have conversations with women. We want to we want to better understand how to protect women and put them in the positions that they should be in by being an advocate for women. 
But then we also want to talk about ways to court women because it is 2022 or just people in general. It's not just mm-hmm. about like, cause everybody, you know, everybody fucks somebody. So with that being said, niggas, how do we approach people on the street? Like a woman brought this topic up to me. Don't want to disclose the information of who brought it up to me, but like with it being 2022 and a lot of people are meeting people online yeah. now, yeah. like, how is it? What's the appropriate way to approach somebody on the street? I ain't had to holler at nobody since like 2018. So I know if I had to do it, the game is extremely different because mm-hmm. back then the internet was prevalent. There were dating sites, but yeah. it was still considered somewhat taboo. <laughs> so how do you have that conversation with somebody on the street? Like, how, do you walk up with your hands up? Like, hey, bitch, I come in peace. Like, what, <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing? You are going to start with a hey, bitch first. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. Boy, getting canceled. Yeah. yeah, but like, I'm married. Ain't you? You're gonna cancel me? My wife, she loves me, and I, I've never called her the b word. The first Ooh. problem is <laughs> this wife. <laughs> this wife. <laughs> first problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've become a very anti-social world. For, so, for example, I don't want anyone to come up and talk to me while I'm not in a place where coming up and talking to me is socially acceptable, right? Like, if I'm in a club, you know, we all know why we're there. Like, you can say why you're not there, mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. why we're there. And I'm, I literally mean a club. If I'm at a bar, I don't don't come up and talk to me. I'm at the bar to like sit at the bar. It's, it's so the opposite for me. Really? Oh yeah. God, no. Like I don't, but I don't like clubs though. So like, mm, I, 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 if, if I go to the club, it's likely niggas from back home pull me there. I'm not trying to go there like on my own, on my kind of sense. But I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel like you're right. I mean, people have their AirPods in because they don't want to be talked to anymore. And also, I think we gotta. I have severely backed off when I realized like how just terrible the me too movement proved a lot of men to be like and then it made especially the nice guys yeah it, like it made a lot of women's reactions yeah. make much more sense right mm-hmm. so like when we were like why when you think when somebody rejects you in a very aggressive and mean way like he ain't had to do me like that like you could have yeah. just been but understanding all of that when when all that me too stuff was coming out i was like y'all really out here doing that that you shit know, was crazy you know uh I I had to take some some accountability and some person and some personal reflection. It's like did, did I do anything toxic? You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or you know things of that nature. But um, before COVID, you know, giving a compliment to a woman was was fairly simple. You didn't really have to mm-hmm. think that much about it. Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, just hey, you look beautiful today. So I want to tell you, you know, have a great day, have a you know, good New Year going about your day but you have to be careful because you say the wrong shit nowadays it's probably gonna lead to something else but um i mean in the past starbucks you know bookstore Mm -hmm. uh shit anywhere honestly those are fine yeah you know any anywhere to where you don't have to yell like i don't have to raise my voice i'm not hey you can hey Hey, hey, bitch! Can you, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking it to that point because it, so, you know it's it's going to be too strong. So I feel like also if you have to kind of gallop your step, like yeah. you got to chasing this bitch, <laughs> giddy up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't have that. But is there an appropriate way to approach a woman on the street though? To where, like, I feel like street walking is kind of change that name. You can't say street walking. Well, approaching someone while in the street where the sidewalks and people are walking, 
briskly. That's what I say, because we can approach streetwalkers pretty easily. That's not true. Yeah. $40. How much, <laughs> how much <laughs> for a blowy? <laughs> but, but is there a right way to approach a woman on the street? Very easily. It's very simple. How you doing? Introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, compliment. Don't really speak too much about yourself. Mm-hmm. Is it possible, you know, uh, can I get to know you a little bit? I don't, I don't know why it's like, <clears throat> it's not hard. Just be respectful. Right. State your intention. I get straight to And if the they're open to it, yeah, great. If not, hey, thank you. Have a great day. I feel mm-hmm. like the walk-up is the hardest part, though. Because like, it's awkward for ner- everyone involved. Yes. No, but, no, but don't make piece. it awkward. It's not that. So, look, it depends upon what she's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if she's in a crowded space at a bar, I'll just, I'll come up and I'll, you know, hey, can you put this on my tap? And then they're like, oh, excuse me, I don't work here. I'm a bartender. Oh, no problem. I wanted to get your attention. Um, what's your name? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you kind of take, you feel me? I've been out here, bro. Sound like you're about to drop a no. molly in a drink. <laughs> I got, I got not, the best I'm one. Not Why is Ross, it feeling like that? <laughs> I got yeah. the best one. This has worked every single time, mm-hmm. every single time that I've done it, right? Walk up, hey, uh, what's your name? And they'll tell me, you know, oh, my name's Lisa. Oh, Lisa, that's my wife's name. Well, she's not my wife, but because we just met, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then oh, yeah, yeah. So look, go fast. Yeah. it's the corniness, you know. It's you bring the corniness. The, it's the corniness. The corniness. That ain't wins. Gonna, I'm talking about like that ain't gonna work on the hood chick though. I don't go for. I don't want her. Though. Yeah, I don't go for. Really? Well, no, I mean, at this point in my if life, bro, it, I'm 30 like, plus, bro. I feel like it depends on where you are at, though. If you like Dexter, mm-hmm. Dexter still goes to clubs. We don't go to clubs. If you out at the club, you probably want. To make sure you the have ratchiest, a good night. The, you want the ratchiest one? But when you say he's at the at a club, he's probably performing, right? Well, yeah. No, 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 no not performing. Yes. I'm talking about Dexter out and about, booked and bu- well, not booked gotta, and busy Dexter. You, you got to remember the, the space that I occupy here, right? Mm-hmm. So I have worked for the last three years for the two most prestigious nonprofits in the city. Mm-hmm. And so when I go places, right, mm-hmm. it's like I'm going somewhere where there's going to be young professionals or and single professionals and things like that. So my conversation is completely different there than We're when I go. We're talking about Houston dicks. Can we leave Houston out of this? No, <laughs> Where Just you leave. did Molly and fucked a random bitch at the first <laughs> meet is what we want to talk about. Okay. thought you was nah. in the bathroom. Nigga was at the edge of the bar. <laughs> Houston's, Houston's different because that's terrible. Um, so I have a rule whenever I go to a new city, whenever I go to a city, I go to whatever is the, um, the, the bar district or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm very shy, which y'all know, right? Have I you don't been really... to uh, Midtown yet? Yes. I've been everywhere in Houston. It's, okay. it's, it's ridiculous. They can um, say, you don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I'm back. I'm uh, and so like when I'm walking, when I go, my rule is I have to take either a shot at every bar that I go to. Or talk to someone mm-hmm. and meet someone new, you know, to try and force myself to not be so shy. Well, up until the third or fourth bar, I'm taking shots. And so by the fifth bar, like, like loose Dexter's out here. Like, he's talking to everybody on the streets. Like, mm-hmm. and that's when that's when I really start to, like, meet people and I loosen up and the suit and tie kind of unbuttoned Dexter comes out, which y'all have seen because he passed out on his couch um, during the <laughs> night that will never be spoken of. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, that is, like, drunk me or whatever you want to call it. And so... But it's not sloppy drunk. It's like I'm very aware and in control, but I'm much less inhibited. Uh, And that's the Dexter who's extremely successful at, like, pulling tang. (laughs) (laughs) tang. So we can all come to an agreement, though. And I feel like this is going to be one of our topics. Guys, if you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Ain't Gonna Gonna Hold You Pod. 
Uh, that's going to be one of the questions that we post. Is there an appropriate way to approach a woman on the street? We don't want to hear the stories, but just put yes or no. Yeah, don't, don't, send, don't send dick pics, please. Like, yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. <clears throat> don't do that. Because I have to moderate this shit. I will I transfer I, don't know how we can, I, don't I will transfer responsibility over to Christian, though. If you, if Ladies, ladies, you're only 33% of our total population in our uh, podcast listens, but if you're sending vagina pics... Uh, just let me know. I will get Dexter, Brandon, and uh, Christian to kind of handle those. I don't. I don't so, need to see them. Like they're not fun to look at. They're fun to be in. Like they're not. Yeah. The, they're not the greatest thing. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I don't want to see that shit at all. It's Fucking up my phone. And shit. <laughs> it's like it's like a roller coaster. You know, hmm? like if, if if it's like a roller coaster. Like just staring at a roller coaster doesn't really do anything, especially if it's not moving. That but once you own that, once you own that bitch, like. <laughs> It's a different experience. It's like, you know, you ever like looked at a bitch right. pussy and she like a piece of balled up homework? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You, need, you need vaginal rejuvenation. <laughs> what is going on there? Hey, they can catch that flight. We'll see them. Uh, we'll see them in that Delta line in the wheelchairs in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Knees in the fucking seat. Can we I, go ahead? I'm sorry. No, you. I was going to ask, can we talk about voting, voting stuff? Yeah, let's get to it. Let's right. get to it, man. So, y'all know I'm not an alarmist, but. One of the things that You're I said, not. I'm not. I'm very much not an alarmist. I'm actually very pragmatic um, when it comes to things and bureaucratic, actually, which is why I'm a political science major. But we'll put the definition of all these things. <laughs> um, one of the things that really interested me after the 2020 election, which is something that has always happened after black people have won elections, mm -hmm. was how whatever the opposing party to black rights and civil rights is, is right. going to respond to losing the election and we saw a little bit of it well we saw a lot of bit of it with the insurrection and trump you know banging getting people to stop the steal or whatever but a few things have been done that as i've read about them and listened about them have been really really alarming and no one's talking about it right, right. no one's talking about it and it's a definite move that could happen in 2024 so first of all let's back up to 2020 let's back up to 2020 yep. in 2020 we knew that the pandemic was happening. So yep. a lot of Republican states changed the rules on absentee mm -hmm. voting. They said that, you know, you could absentee vote. And also you can they couldn't count the absentee votes until after absentee. And um, what's the other one? There's absentee. And then there's another one that I'm forgetting. But they bas they basically mean the same thing, um, meaning that someone Just votes mail-in vote. Mail -in vote. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Which is done 100 percent in Utah, by the way, and has been done 100 percent in Utah for like years. Uh, but. They started to say, OK, you can we can absentee and mail in vote, but you can't count those votes until after the election. Right. You can't count those votes until the polls close. Right. So meaning all those votes, you can start sending them in as soon as you get them. So you can get them two weeks early, which would have been better because if they would have counted them the day of the before when they got in, then we wouldn't have had the issues of stop the steal, stop counting the votes, which was mm -hmm. all bullshit anyway. Like Thanks. that's like getting the lead in the third quarter and then be like, all right, game's over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the narrative is the narrative is <clears throat> that Trump, you know, the, that the election was stolen from Trump. When in actuality, um, they were just counting the votes like Biden won that night. But because of the way that you have to count mail-in and absentee votes, it dragged right. on into the Saturday after Tuesday to Saturday. So here is what happened. We know what happened with Trump. He declared, declared victory on TV while the votes were still being counted. Yeah. His supporters went into these buildings and started coming. You know, started stopped trying to get the vote counted. Um, and they started doing all these things, making these stories up. And then there were 63 trials or uh, things that they bought to court. They all lost. Um, and eventually, of course, the insurrection happened after all of this. Mm -hmm. Now, 
you, we, I'm not going to get into the details of how Trump, even before the 2020 election, was talking about how the election was stolen because he actually did it in 2016 when he said three million illegals voted. And that's why he lost the popular vote by three million votes uh, to Hillary Clinton. So what these Republicans started to do, and if you remember, Trump called the Georgia Secretary of State, um, Ryan Kratzenberg, I think is his name, and basically was like, I need you to find me 11,780 votes to give me Georgia, which wouldn't have mattered. But the brazenness mm-hmm. of calling the person who oversees elections um, to change the vote is right. absolutely absurd. If you also remember in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Michigan, in Michigan, they when it was time to certify the vote, the elections councils refused to count the votes from the county that Detroit sits in, right. um, saying that, well, we're willing to certify all the votes except the ones in Detroit, which would give Trump the state. And, of course, Trump's plan was um, the last-ditch effort was to get Mike Pence to not accept the votes of um, the six contested states to force to force the vote to go into Congress, which Congress votes on the president, but they don't vote, even though the Democrats hold the House. Um, they don't vote on a person by person basis. They vote by state. So, you know, there are I think at that time there were 27 states that were Republican, which meant that Trump would have won the presidency. Of course, it didn't work. Actually, it was um, the guy who just died, whose name I'm forgetting, not Ross Perot. Um, but whatever his name is, ran for the Republican nominate or ran for president in the early 90s, was the one who told Mike Pence, you can you cannot do this. Like, if you do this, the democracy is over in the United States. So what Which, what would that mean? Like uh, in 2022, in relation so, to well, not, in, so what what Georgia did was the first thing they did was strip the secretary of state from the power of overseeing elections. Mm-hmm. Right. So. They can the or stripped him of his board seat to certify is more appropriate is more mm-hmm. um, what's that word more accurate. So the secretary of state votes to, with along with a committee to a committee of electors to certify the vote in right. that state. What the Georgia State House did was say, all right, well, we're just going to be able to appoint our own electors to go and certify the vote any way that we want to. Right. (laughs) Which is technically legal. This is the crazy part because the states get to decide how votes are. um, Yeah, they they did a whole lot of things, um, but they said that voters can they can choose the voter, the electors that they want to send to D.C. to be able to count the vote. Arizona did the same thing. Arizona basically did the same thing. Actually, Arizona right. Arizona said they tried to bring up a law that said that the state house can actually choose who won the election, subverting the the yeah, it didn't pass, but subverting the actual vote. Subverting the actual vote. Yes, it didn't pass and even the Republicans in the party were like that's absolutely fucking absurd. Like you yeah, can't like do that. Yeah, that's like anecdotal bullshit. Yeah, yeah. we feel so, like all our friends voted for Trump. So here here is the scenario. It. Here is the scenario that can play out in 2024, right? Kamala Harris has to go to the United States Senate as um, what Mike Pence did to certify the vote. Right. Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, all of these Republican led um, coalitions can send their own electors to D.C. to the vote. Right. And they can say we're not giving our votes to. So you're about the electoral college. The electoral college. Yes. Yeah. We're not giving our votes to um, Joe Biden. We're going to give our votes to. Whoever, Donald Trump, whatever, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kamala Harris then has to say, all right, well, is this, you know, backed by the Senate? You know, you have to have a congressman and a senator, blah, 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 to contest the vote. If it is, then it goes to the U.S. Congress. And this is the way, again, 
probably the Republicans are going to win the House back in 2022, more than likely, because Joe Biden has done just such a shit show of a job and followed yeah. through on his promises. Um, more and, and traditionally, the House is lost by the the previous holding party yeah. the year of after election. Um, there's been a lot of chatter, like just on social media and even mm-hmm. in, in public. Mm-hmm. We have somebody in our subdivision, like a diehard Republican who misspells a bunch of signs in his yard mm-hmm. that says uh, midterms are coming up. If you want to save the country, they use like crazy language like that, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to save the country, vote the Dems out in the midterms. And we typically don't have traditionally good showings during the midterms. We will this time. Um, we we will this time. Um, there's no there's no doubt about that because the Republican Heart Party has been such an absolute shit show since January sixth. Well, before January sixth, but starting yeah. on January sixth, <clears throat> it really hit another level. And the reason I bring this up is because like no one's paying attention to this. This is and not to be an alarmist. This is like civil war type shit. Imagine <laughs> imagine we as the public choose joe biden or whoever the democrat is as president mm-hmm. and the republican party is like nope we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do what we want to get the president we want you think that like democrats are gonna sit back and take that now granted it'll yes, go to the, yes. it'll go <laughs> yeah, it'll yes. go to the supreme court um it will go to the supreme court but again the supreme court has already done things like um what's that gerrymandering mm-hmm. where they were like well yeah gerrymandering's terrible and it's probably illegal but it's not our job to fix it it's the state's job to fix it and just from a and of course we still have gerrymandering to this day except extremist cases in like maryland i think north carolina both lost some gerrymandering cases yeah. um but Looking at the future, 2022 is going to be a big test of this, right? They're going to try some shit just to test the waters, just like they did in um, in 2020, right? Right. Just like they're going to just like the next progression. Now, that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that their goal is to, their goal is to subvert the election. That's not what I'm yeah, saying. It is. Their it goal is. is to subvert the election, but that doesn't mean that they can do that if it's like it was this time. 306 to 212 or whatever, 232, whatever, my mm-hmm. um, Trump lost by, like, mm, still probably couldn't win. But what's scary is when you have a situation like Florida 2000, where the Supreme mm-hmm. Court, where George Bush won Florida by 532 votes uh, because the Supreme Court said, no, stop the recount. Right. Which is yep. a whole other thing in and of itself. They shouldn't have done. Um, Florida should have had to continue that recount. But that's more scary. Right. It comes down to a state like Florida or Georgia or Arizona or Michigan. Mm-hmm. One of these states that has said that has Republican led senators. I mean, even when um, even when the governor ups, unseated uh, the governor in Michigan, Wisconsin to a Democrat, you know, what the first thing the state house did was strip the governor of some of his constitutional rights. They changed the constitution to take some rights away from him so that he couldn't do things as a Democrat that the Democrats wanted to pass. The wait, same thing. Wait, wait a minute. What, what do you mean they changed the constitution? They, the, probably state, the, the state, state house can change the state constitution. Sorry. Yeah, okay. States can change their own constitution. Yep. Louisiana, you know, Louisiana just did it with the abortion rule that was voted on and passed by like 60, 60% of the vote or something like that. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So states can pass them, can change their own constitution whenever they want. Um, but, Y'all got to get out and vote. Like, I just don't feel like, and I'm I'm going to be responsible with this platform because we actually got listeners and shit. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> like, I don't feel energized behind the Democratic Party only because like I feel like the main job of the Democrats right now is to 
stop the Republicans. It's not to push any legislation. It's not to make our lives better. It's mm-hmm. just your main goal is we're the Avengers. We stop Thanos. We destroy a bunch of buildings while we do it, mm-hmm. and then we go back to our caves. Well, I think the problem, the problem as well is the reason why 2020 wasn't subverted is because there were so many people who followed the law, <laughs> right? Uh, Brian Katzenberger in in um, in Georgia was like, no, Mr. President, I can't find you eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes. Right. It's just fucking illegal. Facts. I can't do Facts. that, right? Um, but but you, and you had people in like William Barr in at the justice system. Look at me shouting out William Barr, who was like, no, there was no election fraud, right? Um, yeah. But then you also had people like Jim Jordan texting Trump how to subvert the election. He's the one who gave them the idea of mm-hmm. using Mike Pence, right? You have. All of these folks. And the problem is, uh, I think 70, 70, sorry, 30 percent of the Republican Party or something like that believe that the election was stolen from Trump. I think it's more than that, actually. And what you have is all of these people who are running now mm-hmm. for Congress seats and for senator seats and for governorships. And they're running on that platform to be loyal to Donald Trump. Yeah. Now, there's something to be said for. Yeah, you can do that when you get to that level, mm-hmm. but you can also be held accountable and go to jail for doing shit like that. And so they have that's easy. It's easy to talk about it when you're not in the position to make the decision, right? right. But but I, go ahead. I feel like I feel like their party is truly eighty two percent. Yeah, I feel like the Republican Party is truly dying out because they don't reach the um, the in between voters like they did in previous years. Mm. And now it's like the Democrats should you be mean t- the independent voters. The independent voters, right, right, right. right. Well, they're going to swing yeah, back well, right if yeah. Trump doesn't run again, right? Right, they'll swing back like right, non-binary. but it has to be it has, <laughs> the non-binary voters have to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like you know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like as a person who's, and I'll be honest, over the past like year and a half, I have slowly but surely kind of like divested my interest into politics as much as I used to mm-hmm. only because it feels like you were fighting like shout out to South Park between a fucking douche and a fucking turd sandwich <laughs> like yeah. Joe Biden right Uh-oh. one of his <sighs> major 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 talking points was yeah, student loans I'm gonna ca- cancel out the debt this bitch had to get us to fucking yell at him on the internets to say <laughs> alright guys I'm gonna push that shit back till goddamn May 1st Yeah, so it's like Dog, I don't know what any president, and you know that's mostly what what people our age vote in. They vote yeah. in the presidential elections. They don't understand that a lot of local, change which is a happens local. at the at mm-hmm. the local level. But like, I can't tell you what any of these presidents have done. And we're living in a generation in which people are our age, and you know the eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds, or the people in their twenties, they're all about that instant gratification. If mm-hmm. you're not providing them anything, it's yeah. like. I wouldn't say it's instant gratification. They don't buy bullshit the way, and we don't buy bullshit the way that um, our past generations have bought. Bullshit. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think our past generations bought bullshit. I feel like our generation does not read. So, <laughs> so no, but no, I, no, no, but, no, but seriously, no, I'm seriously. Yeah. I think I think people twenty five and, and below, you know, they have they have a hard time having a, a factual conversation. They only speak about emotions or what they what their opinion is. And a lot of this shit is it's pragmatic. It's all anecdotal. Right. It's all so anecdotal. I mean, it is. You know. I, and so I'm just encouraging y'all to pay attention to what's going on, especially if you're listening in Georgia, Florida, Arizona, um, Wisconsin, Michigan. Michigan, or Pennsylvania. Um, there have been some crazy law changes, which is what's so interesting about Louisiana. When it comes to the systemic racism like uh, hierarchy, 
Louisiana's kind of on the lower end of that. And that's crazy because we're fucking racist as shit. Like, but we're too stupid to vote. We're focused. <laughs> <laughs> no, the big focus of Louisiana me. is look, look. Look, dog, they trying to take these oil jobs, and then you know motherfucking Louisiana's an oil, gas, and plastic yeah. state. You start yeah. talking about taking away oil jobs, gas jobs, that's when you lose the Louisiana people. That's all they're concerned about, which we'll talk about on a later podcast yeah. about like how Louisiana's economy is built on dying industries and shit. It is. Guys, it is. we are a Louisiana-based <laughs> podcast, even though a lot of us, well, no, three out of the four are from Louisiana. Christian's from Chicago, but I mean. Well, he's, he's from Louis- Shreveport, which is basically Southern Arkansas. Boy. Oh, yeah, it is Southern Arkansas. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Don't they give y'all that. like one of your siblings to marry Bruh, at birth? I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to put the, <laughs> put, uh, put the <laughs> Here's your cousin. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a blast. So we got. Um, Wait, one more thing. Go ahead. Pay attention, vote, like, watch this shit. That's it. I'm and uh, arm yourself. Please, yes. please qualify. If we, hey, like, if we want gun legally, laws, legally, if we want gun legally, laws to change. Legally, qualify with a pistol, shotgun, and a rifle, if at all possible, because the opposing side is definitely arming themselves. But mm-hmm. you need to arm yourselves with information and also ammunition. And I hate that we have to call mm-hmm. them the opposing side. But They're like, the ops. Yeah, they, they are, because they... Mm-hmm. And what's funny to me is like how everything is freedom until they feel like their rights are being trampled. Oh yeah, you can tell people, black people how to wear their hair. Oh, but you can't tell me to wear a mask in your business. Like, what the fuck, my nigga? Like, yeah. this shit doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. No, but you know what was crazy at, at my previous yes, they, they told me you have tattoos. Your voice is a bit deep. You had a beard. Can you pick one? <laughs> I said, excuse me. <laughs> You no. kind of can't have, have all three. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, you like super nigga. Like, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Is that <laughs> My God, what's his name? Dwayne? <laughs> this motherfucker didn't get a go go gadget slide on the goddamn sofa. No. What the fuck? So, yeah, I gotta yo, say. Yo, I said, I said, why is this nigga fucking with their furniture? He's not slides. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, all right. All right, bro. Yo, I got one thing. One thing that I want to say. You know, we always say one controversial thing that we stand on. I think that's you. Ten toes down. Ten toes down on this, y'all. Uh-oh. White people have made me hate Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I never really liked him. To begin with. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't my cup of tea. That nigga talk too slow. <laughs> I have a... They, I'm in shout dream? Out, <laughs> shout they go, out what? MLK, bro. I, I know your day coming up, big dog. Shout out to you. We're going to pour one out for you in, in Have heaven, a barbecue the fuck at. out of that side. It's Malcolm on this for side. Real. I mean, so, like, I fuck with Malcolm heavy, heavy too, man. I mean, Malcolm should have been the 5% because they would have protected him. But that's another point. <laughs> uh, fact, fuck you Half them niggas are illiterate. First of all, I need, matter, to, tell you, I need to tell you. I need to tell you my favorite Martin Luther King quote. That no, and I have the video to prove it that he said it. I like white bitches. I mean, we know that. We know that. He said he has a line where he was in a speech and he was like, and a lot of white folks have proved so eloquently that they don't have no sense. I'm like, that's it. That That's my Martin Luther King quote for here, forever, and for always. That shit was great. And people are like, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. He, not gonna, I, I got the video. Not going to lie, I feel, I feel a little uncomfortable having these conversations with you. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> not gonna lie. Nah, I'm not from the south. <laughs> I don't feel that comfortable. 
I'm plotting my exit strategy. <laughs> they don't like how this shit is going. Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> hey, once I walked in, hey, once I walked in and I saw them plaques, I was like, they all right. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I'm fucking around, fucking around, fucking around. So let me explain why, y'all. And I'm standing on this shit. That's gonna be a new segment. Ten toes down, but we stand on a fucking controversial statement. Matter of fact, you niggas is gonna do this shit too. Okay. Controversial statement that you gonna stand on. And my first one of the year is white people are starting to make me not like Martin Luther King. Every time a white person feels oppressed about a mask, they bring up Martin Luther fucking King. I've never heard that. Dog, oh my god. Dog, they bring never heard bro. South Lake. Remember in South Lake? Yes. That dude did it talking about the lady was the Rosa Parks of of South Lake or Texas or whatever. I was huh. like, she bought a lawsuit to stop oh. people from writing a a from DEI. Critic- like a, a, Policy, like what yeah. the fuck? Mm-hmm. If Mar- if Rosa Parks were alive, whose side do you think she would be on? The people who try to be represented by diversity, equity, and inclusion, or the bitch who's made a lawsuit to make sure it wasn't she taught on the side of diversity, yeah, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, right. like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. What you talking about, man? <laughs> but it's like I'm I'm I used to look forward to Martin Luther King Day because you know it's the day of service too. Typically, folks yeah. get out do community service shit. Yeah. But now nah, I just want like I'm gonna stay off the internet that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I ain't going outside because I don't I don't want somebody to feel like yo there goes a, a colored I'm gonna go talk to him <laughs> sir sir and they just walk up to me and pull my mask down for me sir <laughs> well it's really it's really a it's white close, bro. it's really a white Mandela effect because in the 60s and 50s and 70s uh, them people hated Martin Luther King. He was the most hated man in America yeah. on he time. Wasn't, he wasn't even liked by a lot of black folks yeah. upon the time uh, of his death because Wait his policies changed. You feel like you feel like they hated him more than they hated Malcolm. No, well, I black people they hated them people. both. I'm talking about black and white people. No, no, I think black people started to dislike. Well, he was already a hated figure, but black mm-hmm. people started to dislike Martin Luther King because upon his death, his policies and uh, what he was trying to push was more or less about the economics of it versus yeah. the racial side. He was, moving to, he was moving to socialism. But, you, but you have to understand that I think Martin... Just like Huey. Like, it yeah. seems like our black leaders don't get killed until no, but socialism all, no, becomes but a part all of their The agenda. Black Panther Party is a socialist movement. Yeah. Right, that's why the niggas is gone. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Which is, which is. So, if you look at like Fred Hampton, and I'm very passionate about this. Fred Hampton was bringing apart the Rainbow Coalition that Jesse Jackson decided mm-hmm. to steal after his death, mm-hmm. which he, uh, he talked to the the white folks who came from the Appalachian, who live on the north side of Chicago. He's bringing the Young Lords, Puerto Rican Dominicans, and um, and Cubans, Afro Cubans. For legal um, purposes, about to say allegedly. <clears throat> No, I mean it's 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 historical. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, his son is still alive right now. So, mm-hmm. um, and he was he was trying to bring all the black street organizations at that time under one banner, the Black Panther Party, and that's a socialist movement, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, but Martin Martin is he's always been like the he reminds me of like the 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 black figure that the white family would invite invite over but Malcolm is like to have a civilized conversation but I think the thing about being civilized no but, is, no, but he's he's more palatable to to that's the what white I mean. structure he's more civilized he, like they believe yeah. that he'll have a civilized conversation which is a tactic of supremacy if I can keep yeah. you civilized then I don't nigger. yeah I don't have to I don't have to deal with the anger that you yeah. are approaching right mm-hmm. like if, if I can sit there and make you feel heard quote unquote heard and placate you like you said mm-hmm. then I don't have to actually do anything which is why I am a proponent of like I don't see a problem with what Black Lives Matter did. Like I'm upset that they or not Black Lives Matter. Like with riots and shit. Yeah. Like I'm upset that you burn shit and I'm upset that you do all those things and there are probably better ways. 
But which which way gets gets the actual uh, like result? Setting shit it, on fire. Exactly. Every time somebody yeah, sets yeah. shit on fire. So yeah. So like even even with like Destiny, that's that's some of my critiques for him. Like yeah. the, the more he speak, the more he speaks, I'm like, the fuck is he talking about? Like even even some even some of the, the, the liberals, some white liberals, or they, they may seem as though they're like uh, white allies, and they may be, but whenever they have a position, like well. You shouldn't burn property. We 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 value personal property. What what if that's that that, that guy's family, his his, his entire livelihood is on that in that business? Who cares? Well, what that's about insurance. what about all mm-hmm. the black lives who were killed? Mm-hmm. Right. Y'all didn't have so, a problem, y'all didn't have a problem dropping bombs on Philadelphia. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's like it's like bro, you didn't give a shit about taking sixty million Africans <laughs> from my whole fucking continent, and you want me to give a fuck about John's Deli? Y'all, let's, let's come, let's come even closer. Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was about to say, let's Tulsa, come closer. To, and as a matter of fact, you know what I found out about Tulsa, Oklahoma? What's that? Is that they they uh, they listed it when they when all of the stuff was over, right? The people who were in power listed it as a riot because that meant that insurance no longer had to pay out any damages. To anyone who lost anything, so mm-hmm. all those folks, like the the older folks who lost their homes or lost their businesses, well, they got business those. Ri- they got no money because the powers that be said, "All right, we're gonna list this as a riot." And you know how the black, you know how Tulsa came back up into the yeah. American zeitgeist. Some dude learned about it when he was fifteen years old, sitting in fucking class, and right. he was like, "That never happened." And the teacher was like, "No, I was there." That that happened like mm-hmm. twenty five years ago, and yeah. he started doing research. He ends up going to Chicago, I believe, and joining mm-hmm. a newspaper, and then bringing it up and writing about the newspaper. And the people who on the newspaper were like that didn't happen, and he was like, "It absolutely fucking happened." And mm-hmm. they started doing investigations, and that's how Tulsa became like the thing that it is today. But that shit was hidden for forty or fifty years. And the crazy thing is, once it was actually found out. The people who lost anything couldn't even sue the state because the statute of limitations had expired. Yep. So they couldn't even get any money from insurance and they couldn't get any money from the state from lying and doing anything because too much time had passed in between. It's yeah. like that was such a fucked up situation that people are still paying for to this day. And it's and the crazy part about that shit is, is like we talk about like the generation of black wealth. Like in, in those olden times, right? The seventy the people who are 70 years old now, 75, late 60s, mm-hmm. early 80s and shit like that. You might run across a few black people who who lucked up in the business world and was yeah. able to like have some upward mobility. But the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people didn't get to achieve those levels of success and like grows because there would be some type of power structure put in place to mm-hmm. ensure that it didn't happen for the masses. Right. Like Tulsa, Oklahoma was a thriving community yeah. for black people. So was Rosewood in Florida. Absolutely. Yep. So was Skylandville for that matter, right? Don't, like, and people don't talk about this. If you ever ask a white person, like, yo, what is the greatest American? What, what was the first attack on American soil by like terrorists, mm-hmm. like bombs and terrorists? They'd be like, oh, it was 9-11. Or, no, it was Pearl Harbor. You know, the kamikaze, the planes could technically count as bombs. No, it was fucking Tulsa, Tulsa Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They yeah. threw bombs out of planes and destroyed black people's businesses. <coughs> they killed people because it, they didn't like the fact that they were State sanctioned. State sanctioned. Right. They were deputized. I didn't know this part. This shit, this shit threw me. I didn't, I didn't know that the rioters, the white folks, showed up to the police department and was like, hey. We feel like killing some niggas today because they got too uppity. And the police department was like, hey, just go in the back, grab some guns, you know, do your thing, bring them back when you're done. Like, it'll be fine. Like, that is a, that's, I'm dead serious. That shit, like, Mm. blew my mind. I was like, 
And even we talked about this one, the mm-hmm. one in Chicago. The Chicago riots are the same thing. Right. Where the white riot killed a kid, a nine-year-old boy, because his floaty floated into the white side of the beach. Thus ensued one week of killing 25 black people right. around the city of mm-hmm. Chicago. Like, nothing makes sense. And None I, of this well, shit makes sense. I think I think it's a simple interpretation. And, I, and, and, and if I'm speaking to any... Any white ally or any any white liberal who who has that interpretation that you know <clears throat> they value personal property over black lives. The thing is, if I don't see myself in any in any capacity of this country, like if I look at an ad before Barack Obama was was president, mm-hmm. every fucking ad was white. <laughs> every person. Yeah. And my yeah, and my yeah. and my grandfather told me, <clears throat> do not shop anywhere where you don't see yourself. Right. Yep. And as soon as Barack Obama came. All the multiracial and inter- interracial relationships are showing. So if I don't see myself as a part of, uh, of this country, I don't see myself as a citizen. I don't see myself as an American. I was, I was, I was a nigger. I was Negro. I was colored. And then they decided to give me another name. Now I'm African American. So mm-hmm. what? I don't, I don't have, I don't have any equity here. So what? What the fuck do I care? Then it's like <laughs> you know, and, you know well, what I'm saying. And then the, the aggravating part about it too is like, bruh. We then took this shit to court. We always, we typically lose in court unless it's like mm-hmm. an undeniable amount of evidence. You, if you can have a reasonable amount of evidence, we will lose in most court cases. But if it's undeniable evidence for us that we have to, that we we should win this case, mm-hmm. we typically win it. But it's like it's George so many Floyd. T- George example. Floyd. Yeah. You needed undeniable evidence compared to Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, and then bro, like just just we gonna we gonna cut it at this part. But like, if you really 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 think about the Trayvon Martin case and like all, how it played out, a kid was walking home. Mm-hmm. He cut through a neighborhood. Uh, was cut neighborhood? Through, it cut through a what a little back street or some mm-hmm. shit like that to get home, mm-hmm. and he was in his neighborhood and followed by somebody. Right. He was attacked by this person. Right. And murdered by this person. Right. But it was his fault. But it was his fault. Right. Talk a about fucking Rice. child. Tamir Rice, Rice didn't even Tamir Rice didn't even fucking have a chance to say what was going on. That cop rolled up, kicked the car was still, still rolling. Yep. The car was still rolling when he kicked the door open and shot him. Like, bro, we 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 go through all of this shit. And then at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we'll get our justice in court. No, we never get the justice mm-hmm. in court. The, the the police officer officer from the Tamar uh, Tamar Rice situation isn't in jail. George Zimmerman is going on a victory lap. Yep. Kyle Rittenhouse is going on a victory lap. Yes, shit is gonna get burned down. That was a different thing with Kyle. Rittenhouse. Have y'all heard of? Yeah, but I mean, no, still, um, no. So no. okay, listen. Okay, listen. The reason why a lot of information wasn't made available to the public at the time. No. So, okay. No. But no. I understand that, but my but my point, but, but my stance is still the same. All right, he crossed state lines illegally. The gun he didn't legally own because he was seventeen years old. Now that's based upon interpretation for that judge, right? Mm-hmm. Who? What the fuck are you hunting in a metro downtown area, nigger lovers? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, he Clayton Bixby. But, the reason you know, why I said Chris is because the the initial choice was like the. Uh, um, a minor possession of a uh, firearm. Yeah, by yeah. a minor. When that was thrown out, it was like because so, it was a domino effect. That that law made it illegal for him to have the weapon, which made everything else that transpired. You can't claim claim self defense when the whole reason you're bearing arms is illegal and everything. So let's. So, so it's like it's a domino effect. So once they yeah. threw that out, let's talk about a few things. <sighs> let's let's talk about a few things. None of this is possible without. The dehumanization of black folks, right? Have y'all well, heard? Of, yeah, have y'all no heard of the no term? No one black was killed yeah. in that. Well, well, I'm yeah. just talking about in general. Have you heard of the term Drake Mania? No, uh, mm-hmm. you never heard of the term Drake Mania. You know what Drake Mania is? No, no it was a, too much Drake. Nah, it is. It is the. It is the psychological 
um, desire for slaves to continue to try to escape to be free. They put that in the actual, like whatever they use to, to the define yeah, whatever, the, physical, the, physical, yeah. the mental thing. Yeah. You know what the, you know what they had to create a law for in like 1812, that if you killed a slave, that it wasn't your fault. Like you just, it was a misdemeanor. You know why they had to do that? Because white women were killing so many kids slaves from just brutality. So like when you look at the progression of that, even the idea now of we talked about this a little bit, why black folks aren't addicted to opioids. There was a study done like 10 years ago where they interviewed um, doctors and interns or whatever. 50 percent of them said that they don't think that black people feel pain or as much pain as white women people do. Uh, die during childhood. Exactly. That's why black women have the highest maternity mortality rate. So the mm-hmm. only way you can continue to believe the things you do um, and oppress us the way that you oppress us is because you've done all of this work to make us feel and look non-human, right? Yep. Like that that's the only way you can make it happen. Right. And so when you talk about the way that they talk about Martin Luther King or anyone, you know, black, they always bring up the exceptional negro. They don't mm-hmm. teach about that's why they don't want to teach critical race theory. They want to teach about um the exceptional negro because if you can highlight Muhammad Ali or Kevin Durant, you know, and say, mm-hmm. look, this person elevated, this person made it, or, or Colin Powell, this person made it, or Barack Obama, this person the made it. The exception to the rule is, is always is always going to be their, their actual uh, tipping point. Like, I was talking about this before with y'all when I was speaking about my my, uh, my relatives who <clears throat> who live down here, and all my male cousins down here all date interracially. When I mean by interracial, I mean white women. And there's mm-hmm. no problem with that, but if all of them are doing it, it you know, it, it seems... It yeah. seems it, it's, I'm picking up on what you're putting down. So let, let me ask you this before you move forward: Are they the type that always down black women? I'm not gonna say down black women, okay. but I'm I'm gonna say that that within within my mother's side of the family, um, I mean they, they're educated, you know, a good good amount of engineers and so on and so forth, and they they they, they pulled their mm-hmm. stuff up by the bootstraps, and um, but ultimately the the fact that. They don't find it a, a bit troublesome because I, I asked one of them, you know, do you think your wife or your girlfriend loves black people? Or do they love your black ass solely? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. What I mean by that is, I mean, every every actual theme of us. I mean, I'm talking about the, the nigga who ain't got a job and this and that, and, uh, opposed to the one that they're dating, you know, who went to who went to Dartmouth College and went to Ivy League school. Can you accept all of us? And that is the problem. And I think, I mean, it's, it is what it is, but, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I just got really good news as we're talking about all of this. I have just been selected for the United Excel Ember Award for a glowing fragment or intimate for my, what is it? What is it? How do they put it? My contributions to the Baton Rouge community. Mm, Round of applause for this. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. That's what's up, man. Congrats. I thought like $2.99. Thank right? you. I'm excited. I'm trying to see if that's <laughs> Well, guys, that concludes. That concludes the episode, man. So we got to give a, a few few change announcements, guys. So we have officially completed our rebrand. So we are now yes. the Ain't Gonna Hold Your Podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. Formerly, uh, formerly known as the um, We'll Name This, this podcast, podcast Later Podcast. Thanks. There you go. So, formerly... <laughs> 
figured it out. <laughs> so formally, the, uh, we'll name this podcast later podcast. We got a lot of great suggestions from you guys for the name process. Uh, we really appreciate you, guys, uh, appreciate you guys. I've been drinking, y'all. I'm fucking up all my words. <laughs> yeah. uh, formally, the, we'll name uh, this podcast later podcast. We really appreciate all the uh, name suggestions that you mm-hmm. guys gave us. Like Christian said, he um, he worked out the merch for us, so we actually have some merch that's yes. dropping. We're going to have some samples uh, that are coming soon. For our loyal listeners, we actually have information on you guys. I know this sounds weird, like they're the fucking CIA or some shit, but yeah. we can see who our loyal listeners are who's constantly engaging with us on a social platform. So if you get a DM from us randomly asking for your address, we're not coming to take you away. We're trying to just get some, <laughs> we're just trying to get some merch over to you, but we'll have some photos up of the actual merch in person uh, fairly soon. We got some samples coming. Uh, again, guys, we appreciate you all rocking out with this man. We're, we're excited about this journey for 2022. Uh, did yes. we officially announce you, nigga? Because I don't know if we announced what you. What do you mean? I think we did, but he didn't have a mic, so he's, oh, yeah. he sounded oh, like yeah. a far. Do a words, far away. nigga. I ain't gonna hold you, but. Hey man, fuck Shreveport. All right, guys, it's <laughs> been great. So, yeah. We will see y'all again. We drop hey, it every two weeks. Just, but, just to reiterate, hey, get out there and vote, my guy. Yes, please, please. please. I, uh, yeah, get out and vote, niggas. Get out and vote. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks, guys. Every two weeks, we'll be out here twice every other a month. Week. Twice a month. <laughs> Peace, niggas. Peace. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. He's out. definitely been drinking. <laughs>